0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Fully Occupied Podcast. This is the show that explores the most crucial ideas that are shaping the future of real estate, technology, and work. Hosted by your friends here at Occupier, we bring you some of the most interesting people around and dive into the topics that
1: impact most everybody. Let's get into it. Hey, and today we're uh, we're going to record a podcast, we are recording a podcast about where we are today, as we sit here with brokerage, and I have what I think are three really outstanding people uh, representing what I consider the entire spectrum of tech, brokerage, CCIM, SIOR, and I would love for them, first of all, you know who I am, I'm the godfather, I'm Duke Wong, and if they could introduce themselves, go ahead, Dan, and introduce yourself. Uh, Hello, everyone. My name
2: is Dan Palmieri. I'm a senior director with Cushman and Wakefield in Las Vegas, specializing in office tenant representation. I'm also the chair of the technology committee for SIOR Global.
3: Uh, Andrew Flint, uh, co-founder of OccupyR. We're a cloud-based platform for tenants and tenant brokers uh, that removes a lot of the friction that's associated with how they manage leasing portfolios, um, make leasing decisions, um, and maintain compliance with accounting standards. Um, spent six and a half years prior at BTS, um, and 10 years prior to that uh, as a broker in New York
0: City. Chad. Uh, Chad Gleason, CCIM. I'm the Managing Director of Pentaver Global Investments based here in Seattle and Newport Beach, California. Uh, we are the single port of entry for Global Capital. Uh, Compliant, non compliant funds into the US for institutional real estate.
1: Dan, let me start with you a little bit. I've been watching a lot of these different things, and everybody talks about COVID and all the stuff that's going on, and the new normal, and then this and that and the other. And that kind of drives me crazy. What I want to ask you, and you're out there right now, right now in Vegas showing property, doing different things. I want you to give me the real world practicality of what you're having to do kind of every day and what you're seeing sure yeah i you know i think we we talk about the new normal and coming out of this you know this is uh,
2: july 2nd as we're filming this and recording this you know people are eager to kind of get back to to normalcy and uh i think it's going to take a little bit longer than usual but yes we're we're very active showing space right now how we show space has definitely changed uh you know everyone's driving separately Uh, Everyone's wearing masks, keeping their distance, multiple elevator trips instead of everybody hopping in in at once. I think a lot more video type stuff is happening. You know, Uh, in in Las Vegas in general, a lot of our clientele aren't based here locally. And this is something I've been doing since 2012. But, you know, if if a space doesn't have a Matterport or a virtual tour, which we're seeing a, a huge demand for from landlords, um, you know we've we've walked through the space and just videoed it on our iPhone for years and sent our client a link to that video. Um so it's really about how are you touring virtually? Um, how are you getting deals done in today's environment? Everything's gone to electronic signatures and docu signs and you know zoom calls and uh, and, and really it's it's taken a, away a lot of, I think, that day to day human interaction and, and really, depending upon the technology to get us through the process right now. Yeah, we're still busy. We're, you know, we're not as busy as we were in, in February, um, but we're seeing the market recover. And we're just starting to see, at least on the office side, a little bit of the COVID fallout. Um, you know, talking to my, my colleagues and peers around the market, the subleases are coming. Uh, nothing like we've heard about in you know the Bay Area or in the Seattle market or New York City. Uh, Where there's you know hundreds of thousands and millions of square feet coming around, you know we're starting to see you know a a pretty good influx of subleases either coming to the market or hitting the market. Uh, Our team alone just in the last two weeks have seen three new sublease opportunities uh, coming our way. So with all of that, I think people are still trying to figure out how do they adjust. Companies are trying to figure out how do they use space or do they even use space because of the advantages of technology today. We were talking about it the other day, guys. Where five years ago, had this happened, your ability to get work done would be much different than it is today because of, you know, Zoom and other video capabilities and cloud sharing and, you know, Microsoft Teams and all these different sorts of um, technology that have really driven um, the end users to having to basically adopted immediately without a choice we're busy technology's changing the way things are happening we're, we're adapting as brokers as to how we go about our day-to-day business
1: so so let me ask you this dan let me what are the two technology things that i that you're kind of taking for granted a little bit that you can't live without but what are the two technologies you're using the most what yeah for what,
2: me for me it's 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 really, I think for everybody, number one is the phone, right? I mean, that's your computer at the end of the day, where the phone gets difficult is in drafting documents, reviewing documents, that aspect. The second one for me, honestly, is my iPad, right? So I've been using my iPad for years, specifically with um, apps that create efficiencies for me. So the go-to app I use is an app called Notability, designed for college students to take notes and take photos, you know, when slides are on the wall and record a, a um, you know, a, a class. And we use it now to, uh, as our tour book, when we're on a tour with a client, we're taking all of our notes. I was walking a space today where I had to take photos of certain rooms, electrical and telecom rooms, and I'm able to do that on my iPad and insert them into the floor plan that I've already downloaded. I also use it tremendously for my lease review. So in the past where I would have to print my my proposal and print my 50 to 70 page lease, now everything's just on my iPad, right? And my ability to make my comments in real time, have them there forever, for me has been invaluable. And I've actually seen a lot of leasing agents now adopting it and truly calling me to give them just a tutorial on how to utilize it. If I'm a leasing agent, I've got every rent roll, every brochure, everything I need, on my iPad or in the cloud, so I can readily and easily get it to anybody they need. So for me,
1: it's really it's really the phone and the iPad. I'm going to ask everybody: this has accelerated certain things and eliminated certain things that we probably were doing anyway. Um, you know, we sure. talk about co-working differently just because because we have. I no think
2: DocuSign is the perfect example, right? Some landlords wanted it, some didn't. Now they don't have a choice. Really,
1: there you go. And how, why weren't you using DocuSign anyway? Right. You know what I mean? You're going to run papers back and forth. So Chad, you're in Seattle and I know you were involved a lot with CCIM, deeply with CCIM. And I greatly appreciate that, by the way. So give me your take on some of this.
0: You know, part of it was the, the shock of, you know, not getting to the office and getting all your stuff before you got shut down. Um, it came on us pretty fast and furious. We had no idea what was going on. For us, it was technology. How do we communicate? How do we do it? And, and of course. You know, it forced us to kind of bridge that gap of technology and old school rotary phone mentality of brokers that, to be honest with you, I think I've been more informed and more interactive now due to Zoom. And there was always side conversations. We were texting more. You had uh, access to people more. Um, Perfect example is the board meeting we had with um, NAR. There's Almost 700 directors nationally, I think we're larger than Congress. The whole thing thing worked. And so I think there was 900 people with staff and everyone else, and it's usually a six, seven hour process. We were done in less than two hours. Technology allows you to get to exactly where you need to go faster.
1: So in, in your mind though, and you and I have talked actually probably more in the last couple of months than we have, not that I was hiding from you or anything there, Chad, but we have communicated a little bit more in a positive way. And I think Absolutely. we're pushing things forward a little bit more. So do you think that's helping the marketplace with some of the CCIMs that you're talking to? Uh,
0: I believe so. Um, it, it seems to be, you know, our workdays are always a little crazier. Uh, this whole quarantine lifestyle, I think your 10 hour workday is probably stretched out to 16. Um, I think you're available more. It's okay to push things off um so if you get something mid-afternoon it's okay to respond to that at eight o'clock nine o'clock at night maybe when the kids are off to bed and you got a little bit more relaxing time that seems to be more acceptable and it seems to be in, in my mind we're accomplishing more um information like we're, we're, we're i'm sharing i'm getting information and packets from people who normally wouldn't take my call or i would have to be in their office and and, and force conversation and documents a quick email seems to be able to get it uh done now that it it really wasn't happening for us uh 6 months ago. So technology people are accepting with not everything's polished uh it doesn't have to be perfect anymore. Um I do FaceTime calls on my walks. I I I have uh team calls on Microsoft Teams with clients in uh Europe on my walks in the morning and they don't mind it at all. And I don't think six months ago it would be okay for me to talk to a client uh, on my fitness walk in the morning. Uh, I don't think that would be okay at all. And yet now it's a good use of time. You've got fitness, you're under stress, whatever it is, it's acceptable. And I think that's um, next step to getting deals done and moving, concentrate on what really needs to be done
1: is the work. I mean, I still miss that other part and piece of that, the human interaction stuff and those other kinds of connections that you can do. So maybe some of this stuff is helping quite a bit, because yes, we're still able to push some things forward, but I personally think we're missing something. I'm not sure what that is. So let's Andrew, let's let's get to you on a little bit of this. Again, you've got uh, got a depth of the background. First of all, 10 years banging out as a broker, you know, in New York, in the city, and then at VTS, building that up. And now you're on. Uh, on the tech side, but you've got that depth. Yep. So I want to hear a little bit about what you're kind of seeing. All the businesses are slammed, retail's ridiculous. Tell me what you got. We sell
3: occupier to both tenants, so the the actual occupier, but also to tenant rent brokers as well. So we're talking to them nonstop. And, you know, it's interesting when you talk to the tenants; they're tr- still trying to figure this stuff out. Like They don't have a clue. They're making guesses about how they bring people in, who needs to come in, if they need space long-term. I tend to agree with you that there's like, there's just stuff missing without some personal interaction or some core place to go into. Um, and I think there are some people that have kind of been at the forefront of like, let's try and get back in, and other, everyone else kind of on the sidelines like trying to figure out like, what's gonna work? I'll let you be the guinea pig here and then we'll follow suit. And I think the brokers are trying to figure out, navigate through this like, what are the tenants thinking and then trying to position themselves in a really good way to advise the rest of their client base. But what we've seen over and over again is that the unifying piece between those people is this like need now to collaborate, collaborate and leverage these tools. In the past, leasing decisions were really uh, dealt with the CEO, CFO, and the head of real estate. Now it's like this cross department group of 10 people that are involved. So they're trying to figure out how to get collab- you know, collaborate internally on what they have, what they want going forward, and then also with their brokers. So this collaboration piece is the most important um, aspect of how everyone's moving forward. And that's gonna help them, I think, adapt quickly in what they're doing. It was interesting to hear Dan talk about like the videos and stuff because, you know, that stuff that we were doing way back in the day, that's how VTS started, right? But it's interesting to see that come back now because now more than ever, like you're getting beyond the people who thought, that it wouldn't work because it would deter people from coming to the building. Now it's like a must. And you talk about, do you go see a residential space if there's no photos or video? You don't, You don't. like that's gonna be like commercial space and it's gonna facilitate faster decisions. Like these tools that BTS is bringing that back for the landlord and you know, we've seen the uptick just as like certain markets have opened up for tours of people uploading video content and photos of like them, you know, even a broker in the market taking photos or taking a video uploading it to occupiers so their tenants can see this stuff, like that stuff is going through the roof. And that's the stuff that's like helping kind of fill that gap of the human interaction that seems to be missing.
1: You know, we've talked a little bit about tech and Dan, I want to come to you. Again, you're out banging the spaces out every day. So if I'm a 55 year old broker and, you know, some of this tech stuff was kind of cool, but I still just don't see it. Do you think that this has eliminated some of those types of brokers that just don't think they have to embrace it? Do you think they need to educate themselves to stay up or get eliminated? What are some of the missing pieces? That's kind of where I'm going with this. Is it generational or are there some of the things that they should bring along? What do you think?
2: Well, I don't think it's generational, right? And it, it, it goes back to like Gary Vaynerchuk who says, I wasn't born with any of this. I had to learn how to use it, right? We all had to learn how to drive. We all had to learn how to use email. We all had to learn how to use a cell phone. And some of us choose to just do it at the most basic level. And some of us choose to like put a little bit of effort into things, right? And I think especially within our our industry, we're very hesitant to change if something's working or has worked, Right. And so if Excel has worked for me for 25 years, why would I want to interrupt what has worked for me, right? You don't know until you start adapting it and incorporating it into your daily life and your habits that you realize, oh my God, this actually enables me to do so much more. And I think from our standpoint, what I've really learned is the technology enables me to do more business more efficiently. You know, I was actually talking with a broker earlier today. And he's like, man, we've got like five deals going. What about you? And I'm like, we've got 30 deals actively moving with another 35 in some form of hold. And he goes, how do you do that? And I said, technology, right? Like the ability to manage all that and do it the proper way without having technology at my fingertips, I couldn't manage those that many deals at once. I think it's just a matter of, having people be open to exploring it. There's a gentleman in our office that runs our multifamily division named Carl, who's I think pushing 70 years old. And then he's the most technologically savvy guy in our shop. This guy's got huge, you know, 50 plus inch curved screens. He's got two drones, drives a Tesla, you know, and it's just, it's mindset. And so whenever I need to learn about something new coming out, I just go see Carl. I think going back to, you know, the great recession, a lot of people during the recession said things are going to slow down for a little bit. I'm going to go play more golf, you know, and and take some time off until the market recovers. And then there's those folks that look at it as opportunity to get after it. Right. And, you know, I started my career right when the recession ended, so I didn't know anything other than get after it. And, uh, I got to tell you, like right now, you know, uh, our office is open to headcount of 25%, but we were, you know, we, we got scheduled on what days we can come in. And I found a loophole to where if I moved my desk away from everybody else, I could be in more frequently. So I'm here Monday to Friday, <laughs> you know, and it's just, well, it's, it's, it's how hungry are you, you know? And, and at love the end that. of the day, like, dude,
1: get a tape measure and like, dude, it's six feet. I'm good. to well, go. I've,
2: I've got like 20 feet now. So I'm solid, <laughs> but,
1: but it's, you know, say that you're, you're an animal. I love the way you think,
2: you know, I think the folks that are hungry and want to get after it are doing so. And the folks that want to take this time off are doing so. And it it creates opportunities for us. And then from the technology standpoint, the leasing agents, the ones that are going to go win the business right now, because landlords more than ever are going to want to get their spaces filled. If you're not doing 360 tours at a minimum,
1: you're probably not even making the short shortlist. So Chad, and I know you've, you've written actually a lot, quite a bit about this. If you're a CCIM right now and you're 30, 35, 30 coming in, why would you even try to get in here? Pitch me on CCIM right now if I'm a kid coming out. Why would I go CCIM? Why would I get in the business right now? What should I use right now?
0: you got to know more. you got to get educated. And you got to make choices. And, and, and Dan said it right there. He says, what are you going to do, sit around at home, watch TV? I did it. And, I, and, and so I, I started before the last big economic downturn, and I, and I was a, came in as a broker, and I, I, I had a leg up. I had a great place to start and a great partnership. But I was competing with guys in a market in Seattle, you know, 10 years ago was not a, it still isn't a big market, it's a good market, but it's not a, it's not New York, it's not Chicago, it's a smaller place. So we had guys with 30 years experience trying to get in there, they have the relationships. And I, I jumped in, I found the best education I could, which was CCIM, I did it all in 15 months from the time I signed up for my first course and I wrote my exam in 15 months. If I was gonna come out and everyone else, I was gonna be here, but because people were being lazy, I come out up here, and all of a yep. sudden, I jumped into top 20, 25% of the other brokers, and all of a sudden, they're inviting me to do these calls. They're inviting me to these uh, tours. I'm getting in the door with with uh, clients, and it was because I had my little initials on the back. And and to me, what what are you doing now? We we've been quarantined for a couple months, Did you learn new technology. You're taking a go. Yep. CCIM has a hundred over 180 courses in the Ward Center. Uh, which is online. If you want to learn all about self-storage, if you're in a small market and there's a self-storage opportunity and you're not understanding how to underwrite it, there's a great course down you can go take. Take the course, learn how to underwrite that property and go after that work. If it's uh, CMBS deals, there's a lot more CMBS debt in a lot of these deals that we're seeing. Brokers need to get educated on what that CMBS means. What are the early termination fees? What are the you know, a lot of people don't know, just because you pay that debt down early on CMBS, you still owe the interest. So if you're six years out, it's a big lump sum fee that you're gonna have to come up with. Those are things that as a broker, you need to know. To me, it was all about education, learn a new uh, technology. Well, well on it, top it, of you're... that,
2: it's it's a great opportunity for somebody new to go learn the market, right? So what I did when the market was slow, was you know, I was still working two jobs but during the days on Saturdays I I would I would print up aerial maps of the market and put addresses on the roofs and then I'd go drive it in person and take photos of the buildings and walk the buildings yep. to learn the market much like Chad said it's all about educating yourself you know when the market's slow there's less deals happening which gives you an opportunity to really learn the deal process and really learn the intricacies of it. Cause you're not running around like a chicken with your head cut off. It's taking advantage of the, the time we have. That's a little bit slower today to really take yourself to the next level.
3: That theme of like differentiation, right. Is while other people are standing still, you got to figure out kind of how to kind of separate yourself. And yeah. you know, it's kind of what we're trying to help do with Occupy, but it goes back to like my, my final years at JLL, um, Ryan Masiello, who's one of the founders of ETS, he and I were partners and we were partners with four other guys. And this was like back when the iPad first came out and our big thing was, you know, you're a tenant in New York, you go to a broker. We all have the same information. We all have the same comps. You can get the same space. If, if there's hidden space, it's kind of stays hidden for maybe 24, 48 hours. But at the end of the day, our thought was, our differentiating was, we're going to make this process easier for you, you know, because you got to run your business. You're busy doing your own things, your business and your family. So what we pitched back in the day was, we give you an iPad when you work with us. On there is going to be every market survey, every market report. When we go to buildings, we're going to take photos. You're going to be geotagged. So you never have to ask which building was this photo associated with. So, and we were winning business with this, with this idea of, we make this easier for you. Right. Um, now we never asked for the ipads back so i'm sure people love the ipads uh but uh the commissions paid for those things and you know it's kind of what we tried to do you know dts is that sort of collaboration access to information make it easier for people and occupier for the tenant rep side. like that central point where people know where to go to get something is one of those things that can differentiate you now if you combine that with the knowledge then you're killing it
1: well let, let me jump in here with the you know, one of my little quick stories. I don't know where I was before this stuff happened, right before it happened. I was in Houston or San Diego or somewhere. Big broker event. A couple of younger guys were talking to me, hey, what would you do with X and, you know, if you were starting over? And and I get that a lot. Of course, I wrote a a lot about that. You know, at at my age, and they were 28, 30 years old, you know how how much harder it is now. And you know, there's so much competition now and da, da, da. Like, dude, I said, you, you're in a generation, you have a generation that has people that watch YouTube videos and record themselves watching YouTube videos, all right? That's your generation, which that makes me sound old. And as Chad said, look at all the stuff you can just sit on your behind yeah. and watch a YouTube video and learn at CCIM. Dude, I went to the classes, all right? I had to go to like a Holiday Inn or wherever the hell I went. I can't remember where I went. And that's the
2: difference, right? So today everything's at your fingertips 24 hours a day. Yeah. Or when we
1: were coming up,
2: it was Dude, during business you know hours. I, you know how I learned and That Andy? was the only
1: opportunity to learn. I tell the story a thousand times. So we'd go to the market, get the flyers. This wasn't that long ago. Go to the yeah. copy machine, make them and put them in a binder. That wasn't yeah. that long ago. Yeah. So you're right. Everything's there. So it is, is it tougher? All the information's there. So as, as but, Andrew was talking about differentiation, look what him and Nick and those guys and, and Ryan did. Here's how we can use this to 100%. do 100%
2: and, and so getting back to the technology, right? Like for me, back, in, back then, I was driving the buildings, going in, taking photos of the directories, which I still do when I'm in a building. I, like yesterday, I was in the building, and the listing broker goes, what are you doing? I go, just got to verify the info, right? Taking photo yeah. of the directory. Now you have your camera with you. It's in your
1: pocket, right? It's in my pocket, right? I used to have this big camera. It was like a floppy disk. That's yes. how old I am. ka yeah. right? And I pull the floppy disk out. That, that dates the shit out of me. But I can right. now lay in bed at two in the morning, go on to something like Reonomy,
2: and click on a building, look at the debt information, the ownership information, tenant information, tenant contact information, connect with that person on LinkedIn, send them a note without ever having to leave my bed or get out of the pajamas. Listen, uh, at, at the end of the day, it's all for me, it's it's grown up with work ethic, right? Work your tail off. Nothing's gonna be given to you, nothing comes easy. And that's that's in any industry you get into, right? Yeah. You know. So when I got going and I was in year three and four of still working two jobs, my parents said to me, maybe you should consider something else besides real estate. And I said, whether it's being a doctor, a broker, an attorney, or whatever it is, it takes five years of working in that profession yeah. to really know what you're doing and have gotten enough traction and recognition to be able to work on transactions and deals that actually make you a decent amount of money.
1: Yeah. I mean, unless you're LeBron, it's going to take a little while. Well, look at the work that guy's had to put in, more well, there, than anybody there, ever, an excellent right? excellent point. Like, with, that's not coming with easy talent. Have,
2: when you talk about the best athletes in the world, what does everyone say about them? They were in the gym three hours after we left.
1: So, I don't know. So, Andrew, you want to kind of – we've been on this thing rambling here for a while. Do you want to sum up a little bit here, since you're the one that organized this, I think it's – we had some great conversations. You know, these are my two guys, by the way. These are my my boys. I can say that. These are my guys. We're, friend, we're friends of ours, not friends of mine. Friends of mine. Friends of mine's is what I call it now. <laughs> Thank God there's a screen between you and I. You, I don't think you guys, if anybody's watching, Dan's about 6'4 and 2-ish something. I won't two say or it. Away. Something. 2 something. 2-ish something. Ish. <laughs> Ish. Sorry, Andrew. Keep Here. going. I'm trying to I've been in my house for two minutes, Andrew. I'm bouncing off the walls, man.
3: Yeah, this has been great. I mean, it's been good to get to 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 know these guys as being part of, uh, you know, NAR Reach uh, this year. Um, and, you know, I think this is like good conversation to have because everyone's just trying to figure their, you know, their business out these days. And, and everyone, you know, no one has like a, the true direction of where things are going to go. So it's like having these conversations together and talking to tenants and brokers out there is important. Um, but it's funny as you're like coming out of this, You know, there's one thing that will always survive any sort of downturn, and that's the the idea of that work ethic Um, and where you can leverage the different tools to set yourself apart is where you win. And it's it's interesting because it's like those, you know, you know, Dan's talking about like, you know, videos and kind of the ability to like, you know, access notes and take notes on the fly and, and be able to review them quickly. You know, Chad talking about like CCIM. Like, as a young broker getting in, if you're a part of a, an organization like that, the access to the education is what you can figure out probably over a weekend and learn some stuff. So you can come back probably just as much of an expert as a lot of people out there come Monday.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, if, if I if I were at you know a broker, how would you not be a, a part of those one of those two or, or both of those organizations? Just the depth of knowledge to sit in a room with some of those people. It is fantastic. And, and Chad, I know with you all the time and the commitment you put into that stuff, I don't know how you do it. I just don't even, I can't fathom it, you know, and all the stuff with NAR, God bless all the stuff with CCIM, God bless. When do you have time to make money? That's what I'm trying to figure out. And I know you're banging that stuff out. So I I really appreciate all the time that you put into this all the time and effort that you do put into that does come back around. You got to put some time in there and people, people look at that and say, wow, and I did the same thing, that's how I got started in all this too, was my volunteering at the state level, the local level, all the committees you gotta be on, and then it kinda grows and grows from there. So, I don't know, are, are we saving the world right now? I think we're saving, we're saving commercial real estate maybe, I don't know, so. Well look guys, it's been great. Uh, maybe we should do it again, I don't know. After, at, maybe we should do it like live. We should do it with uh, hazmat suits on, maybe some masks. Maybe we should come to Big ve- Dad, let's do it in a pool. When we could do it in a pool. Let's do it in a pool. That would be good. I got some mini ideas. I don't know. So
3: like six foot tubes around you. you yeah, know. there we go.
1: We can measure it off. We can have some fun. I don't know. Yeah. I'll get oh, a an unicorn and just chill on that. Look, oh, oh. I appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun.